Hello and good afternoon on a bit of a blustery week that we're having here in uh, Northeast Texas in Tyler. Glad to have you along for the ride. We're uh, covering uh, the Bible through a couple of daily devotional guides this uh, year in our Facebook studies on Tuesdays. It is My Utmost for His Highest devotional book, daily devotional book by Oswald Chambers, kind of a classic. And then on Thursdays, it is a book on the Psalms, the Songs of Jesus by Timothy and Kathy Keller. So today we're talking about walking with God. And when you think about that, what, what exactly do you think about? I have a great story about this that I'm going to share at the end. I think it's great. Maybe you won't like it. Maybe you will. But I hope that you'll hang around with me for a few minutes and uh, listen to that story because it is, it is a, a great, wonderful story. But let's think for a moment about walking with God. You know, in the New Testament, the idea of walking with God is, is pretty much living uh, with God, living faithfully. It talks about uh, let your Christian walk be faithful in passages from Ephesians and other places. So what about, uh, what about a couple of Old Testament passages? Well, there are some people in the Old Testament who are spoken of as specifically walking with God. I think uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are all uh, talked about, at least, as having been told to walk with God. Uh, Moses, of course, we'll talk about him in just a moment. Noah is one of those in the book of Genesis. Uh, Noah walked with God, it says, certainly as he was preparing the ark and gathering the animals and being faithful uh, throughout uh, that journey in the ark and then living afterwards. Um, it says that Noah walked with God. That's kind of uh, an interesting thing. Oswald Chambers says this, the true test of a person's spiritual life and character is not what he does in the extraordinary moments of life, but what he does during the ordinary times when there is nothing tremendous or exciting happening. I just love that quote, and I think that's exactly right. Yes, we need to be faithful when the extraordinary moments come and we are called upon uh, to act, perhaps even in heroic ways. But it's the everyday life, walking with God every day, that really is uh, the barometer for how uh, the Christian life should be lived. A person's worth is revealed in their attitude toward the ordinary things of life uh, when they're not under the spotlight. It's kind of like the definition of integrity. I've heard integrity is, is what you do and how you act when you know that no one will ever find out. Well, that's a true test of character. That's a true test of integrity. And I think that's a, a good spiritual uh, measurement for us. And that is how we live every day, uh, what we do and how, how that goes. As the, the John the Baptist was uh, kind of getting close to the end of his ministry and Jesus was really starting to ramp up his, John pointed over in John 1, 29 and saw Jesus walking and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Um, it's hard to keep in step with God. What does that look like? Getting into God's stride rather than continuing in your own? And I think that's a, that's, a, that's a great question. And there's a man in the Old Testament by the name of Enoch. And it is said that Enoch walked with God 
This was back in the days when people, not very long after creation, I guess, relatively speaking, uh, several generations, but still not very long, and and uh, and they were living for hundreds of years. Enoch only lived for 365 years, which is an interesting number, isn't it? Uh, but it says Enoch walked with God during that time. And so what is that, what exactly does that mean? And learning to walk with God, there's always the difficulty of getting into his stride. But once we have done so, the only characteristic that exhibits itself is the very life of God himself. People begin to see God in us. I think when we are walking with God, uh, we become someone who is more closely aligned with the Lord. As we start walking with him, we find that that his pace is different than ours. <laughs> um, and I, I think that's uh, an important thing to acknowledge. We recognize that uh, it's different than when we're calling our own shots. I've said it many times, but I I've come to believe two things about God. I believe that God exists, and I believe that I'm not him. And if I'm not God, then that means someone else needs to be uh, planning my uh, steps and and that's the one that I need to be walking with and that is our Creator and our Savior. Uh, Jesus walked with his father throughout his life and you could see it. You could always see it even in his prayer as he taught us to pray in the Lord's Prayer. His prayer in the garden it was always may your will be done not mine and we must learn to do the same. Getting into God's stride, um, uh, Chambers writes, means nothing less than oneness with him. It takes a long time to get there. And in some ways, I think we never completely get there. But keep at it, he writes. Don't give up because the pain is intense right now. Get on with it. And before long, you'll find that you have a new vision and a new purpose. You know, I, I, I'm a runner, at least I used to be before arthritis kind of took over in my hip. So I'm walking these days, and I just remember uh, anytime you're working out or running or walking, trying to get in shape, it takes a while, and you have to develop that and cultivate that and train yourself. Scripture talks about that same uh, metaphor as it says, train yourself to be godly. And I think we have to train ourselves to walk with the Lord, just like we had to train ourselves to walk at the beginning. Uh, it's funny to see a little one that's just learning how to walk as he kind of lumbers along and and then takes a spill, but he does. He's not very tall, so he doesn't have far to fall. And uh, I think sometimes that's us too. We have to remember that you know there's going to be some spills and we're going to lose track along the way, but we're still to be engaged with God and to learn to walk with Him. I think Moses is one who walked with God imperfectly, like we all do. And yet he did. But one of the things about Moses, I think, is, is um, that idea of, uh, again, who's calling the shots? Who's making the decisions? And for Moses, his life, as you know, can be divided up into three segments of 40 years. Uh, he was um, born of Jewish parents in, uh, who were enslaved in Egypt after uh, a long time after Joseph had saved the people. Exodus starts out with this ominous words. Uh, there arose a Pharaoh in Egypt who did not know Joseph. He didn't, 
He didn't care about that story. All he saw them as was a threat. So he enslaved them so that his power would not be threatened. And Moses was born in that, and, and his faithful mother saved him, and his parents saved him, and he ended up being raised in the house of Pharaoh's daughter. Uh, and so he was on track to be one of the leading uh, powers and authorities in, in Egypt. But at age 40, he saw an Egyptian beating an Israelite, and so he killed him. And then the next day, he tried to hide the body, and then the next day, a couple of Israelites were talking and arguing, and he tried to separate them, and they said, what, are you going to kill us like you did the Egyptian? And Moses knew his secret was out, so he had to flee at age 40. And it's interesting because we don't get this in the Old Testament, in the book of Exodus, but we get it from Stephen's speech in Acts 7. Stephen was one of those seven men chosen in Acts chapter 6 to uh, help with the, uh, the widows who were being neglected. And he was a very spiritual man, and in chapter 7, he is questioned by the Jews and, and uh, kind of taken into custody. And so he makes his defense, which is a, a very scathing history of the Jews when it comes to modern his his particular day and he chastises them for uh, killing Jesus and himself is stoned to death but one of the things that Stephen says there as the first Christian martyr uh, one of the things that he says is that Moses at age 40 thought that that the Israelites would know that God was going to deliver them through him but that wasn't the walk that God had in store for Moses yet. Later in the book of Exodus, um, Moses comes upon God, the land of Midian, where he had had to flee to, to escape Pharaoh, uh, as God speaks to him out of a burning bush and tells him, go back to Egypt, tell Pharaoh, let my people go. But what we sometimes forget is that there's 40 years in between those two. I told you that Moses' life is 40, 40, 40, 40 years raised as the son of Pharaoh's daughter in Pharaoh's household. And then his last 40 years leading the people of Israel through the wilderness, ultimately to the banks of the Jordan River. And Joshua leads them across to the Jordan, to the promised land. But what about that middle 40 years? Well, we don't know much about that. We don't know much. All we know is that he was in Midian, and while he was there, he took a wife, had a couple of sons. But that's about it until the burning bush episode. Well, what was happening there? I think what was happening there is that Moses was learning what it meant to walk with God. And it didn't mean you taking over, and it didn't mean you taking control. It meant seeking the Lord's will, seeking the Lord's voice, which he heard through that burning bush episode. And then being obedient to that voice. When God told Moses, I want you to go and tell Pharaoh, let my people go, we would think that he would say, finally, I'm ready. I, mean, I was ready 40 years ago, but let's go now. But he doesn't. He offers excuse after excuse. And finally, God's had enough. And he says, go, you're my man. You're just going to go and do it. And he does. He learned in those 40 years what it meant to walk with God. And as he led the people of Israel. He led them by walking with God. Um, it's, it's amazing that our timing isn't exactly always God's timing. We talked about that some. Eric Thornton, uh, our connection minister here, shared some wonderful thoughts.
as we talked about God's timing and sometimes he doesn't have the sense of urgency that we would like him to have and that's what Moses found out at age 40 but then at age 80 God had urgency and uh, Moses was not open to it but he became open to it and God used him uh, instead of offering excuse after excuse we can seek God's will through Scripture and say, you know, I'm, I'm good to do that, like Isaiah did in Isaiah 6 when he saw the throne of God and angels and heard the thunder and all of that and realized he was a sinful man, but God forgave him. And when God said, who will go for us and who will take this message, Isaiah said, here am I, send me, I'll go, I'll go. And Isaiah did that very faithfully because he walked with God. Scripture doesn't say that specifically, but we know that that's what he did. It says it specifically about Noah, and it says it specifically about, about Enoch. Moses is one who did as well, and he learned that he can trust the one who is. I am that I am, that sacred name of God, Y-H-W-H, from which we get the name Jehovah or Yahweh. The old Hebrew didn't have vowels just consonants so and the Jews stopped announcing uh, stopped saying that name out loud it was so sacred and so we don't know exactly how it's pronounced but it's translated I am or I am that I am or just existence that's the God that Moses learned to walk with and that's the God that we need to learn to walk with as well again that great story that I promised you before we close about um, about Enoch and um, it's, it's a great, great story. In Genesis 5, it says, Enoch walked faithfully with God, and then he was no more because God took him away. And there's a lot of mystery about, well, what happened to old Enoch? Did he not die? Well, I, I don't think he did. It just says that God took him, and he no longer could be found on the earth. And there's a great story about what happened, and I know it's not in Scripture, and so I know it's just all speculation, and we can dream and, and dream up stories like this one. But this is a great story. Remember, it's talked about Enoch walking with God. And so Enoch would do that every day, and he was walking with God one day and um, uh, loving every second of it. And, um, and it was getting later and later and later, and yet Enoch didn't stop and turn around and go home. And so as the, as the day's walk wore into the evening, and then evening became later and later, God told Enoch, look, it's late. Instead of you going home, why don't you just come home with me? That's what it means, my friend, to walk with God. I'll see you on Thursday.